your presence. Come before your throne, Lord. It's always royal dealings when we come before you, Lord. That we're speaking to majesty on high. And we're speaking from a position of righteousness in a rightful place in you. That you've created for us, Lord. We thank you for that. We bless you and praise you and honor you. We give you this time. Help us to understand what you have for us to understand today. To adopt it, accept it, embrace it, walk in it, make it our own. We honor you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. So I thought we'd talk today about the righteous desire. The righteous desire. What what do the righteous expect? What can we expect from God? What's the Bible talking about when it talks about the desire of the righteous? And uh, what is a righteous desire? What is it that God honors? And what is the fruit of it? What is the result of it? So I was going through the word and I, I thought about that word desire and I thought to myself well gee that's a kind of a strong word you know sometimes we like in in normal English we don't use it very much it always alludes to some kind of romantic thought in a person's uh, mind and so it kind of will bring a negative impact but it was um, uh, a word that was used quite a bit to describe godly affection it's used a lot to describe a heartfelt uh, want a heartfelt longing a heartfelt something that that you want and it it often goes beyond just the natural normal uh, meaning and connotation so I thought I would look uh, just study that word a little bit with you and give you what God means when when the Bible uses that word it really means that that uh, when it talks about the desire of the righteous it talks about how God puts a change in the wants in your life there's a change in the desires and so uh, the Bible distinguishes uh, vain desires from righteous desires and it talks about the fact that we can be satisfied as long as we are longing for the right things and God wants to make that change in us so that we desire the right things before God one of the definitions means to greatly Desire. It means to uh, uh, want uh, longingly, to long for. It also means to delight oneself in. So the things that you desire are things that will delight you. Things that will bring goodness and joy into your life. We are seeking fulfillment through our desires. And so when we desire righteous things or the right things before God... We can uh, um, see, God will see that those things are brought to us. It means to uh, uh, crave something exceedingly above all else. So a desire is something that's top shelf in your life. You desire it or or it it exceeds uh, your normal expectations. So it's like, uh, uh, you know, you maybe you have a taste for a good cup of coffee uh, but uh, right <laughs> above all else <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny but um, but you know that's really a natural craving it'll pass when these things are desires yeah it does it's supposed to oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's supposed to 
once you get your cup of coffee it goes away but righteous desires tend to just be fixed in 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 that zone you know that's the more you get the more you crave the more you want that kind of stuff righteous desires right standing desires i got a, a pleasant surprise i walked in the gatehouse at the and you know i don't touch they stuff over there i don't touch the food I don't, but it's mainly because i'm sleeping and i don't get up for that i just say well i get the next place i get to i'm gonna do that i'm gonna have something but uh you know i don't make it a, a business to get up for for breakfast at my place either but you know what i'm saying it just isn't a desire of mine but um and usually if i walk through there you can't notice the coffee but last night i, I last night i noticed i said coffee smells good and so i went and tasted it and it was a good cup of coffee i said that was shocked well see if i desire that all the time how long have i been at that hotel and it's the first time they had a decent cup of coffee that i know of but see it's not like that when we desire righteously because we can be filled 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 and more filled and the more we crave the more we can get and so uh, it's different than just normal taste things or preference things you know they'll they'll get satiated after a while you know I even told Chad and she was over and I said girl you better go get some of that coffee I said coffee good for a change and so uh, you know of course they were all everything I do people kind of watch me over you know how it is when you serve God people know it they keep their eyes on you they say oh Pastor Barb you drinking black (laughs) I said I'm not a Starbucks baby I drink you know, everything you do is like phenomenal people it's funny but anyway i told my honey when i was in college we couldn't afford uh, cream and sugar we barely could afford coffee so you were glad to get it you drink it all up but anyway but it's different than than say a physical craving and a longing you know a righteous desire uh, can be fulfilled and and then desired again and fulfilled and desired it's kind of like a continual longing and is righteousness uh, so in in it guides our lives this thing of desiring the right thing and desiring God to bless and God to heal and God to exceed is a, it's an ongoing desire and it's always in us and so a righteous uh, desire is that way it also the, the word desire also means to incline to something you're inclined to hmm? that word desire means to bend To be pleased with, to allow, to will. So a desire is something you will to have come into your life or you will to get into your life. So it does involve the will. You know, uh, a desire involves your will. If your will refuses the desire, it won't come to you. Your will says yes or no to everything in your life. Uh, you, you're, uh, <clears throat> when I studied anatomy, I, we had an old uh, anatomy teacher. She had escaped from somewhere in Europe. I don't know where she was. <laughs> she had an accent. Yeah, a little, uh, and she would give us little uh, 
words to remember different things and I remember she said the the atlas is the yes sayer those are the bones that cause your neck to go up and down and the atlas is the no sayer that causes it to pivot and so that those are your will your will says yes and your will says no and so you can tell and it's it's very important too because I'll have people sometimes when I minister to and I look at them and see if the head is going mm-mm or mm-mm. I say don't do that you know and I'll minister to them what the word says and I can tell if they're receiving it because you see that little bitty I say you better go like this for that one because that's God's will for you amen that's his word and so it's it's very very important you know you tell on yourself all the time you know I say they'll be telling you yes but then that little head starts shaking no and so that's just true yeah there you go absolutely and you, you locate yourself by that response and so it means to will something into your life to desire it means that your will has said yes to it and the will has kept the door open for it amen it means also to be pleased with the desire is something that you want that's going to please you mm-hmm. this will please you it means consent desire consents for something to come into your life it also means to satisfy a debt and to reconcile that's kind of in a broad interpretation of it so a righteous desire would be something that causes you to be reconciled to God you to be reconciled to man you, uh, desire, uh, righteous desire would be something that takes debt off your life it removes burdens off your life it removes the guilt of situations it removes the fear of situations so a righteous desire will have that effect on you an underlying interpretation means to hope and and breathe upon is another word for desire it's like you got me it's it's an inspired thing it's something that that's breathed upon you and you receive it from someone else you receive it from god uh we can we can get our desires directly from the word of god because that's god breathed you start reading about certain things in the word of god and all of a sudden something inspires you on the inside to want to make that your own and so to have a desire means to have something breathed upon you as the deer pants for the water the bible says our souls pant cry out for the living god Man. one of the words for uh, desire there's uh, one of the root words i found in the hebrew was a word for desert and a desire is something that you can even shrivel up from from longing for it if it doesn't come and the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so there's a, a, um, a death into desire too. You know like people who are real have a lot of drama component. <laughs> oh I'm just dying. 
he don't call me tonight I'm going to die you know that kind of stuff and so there's a death longing inside sometimes for 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 things that we desire that's this you know kind of a carnal example but you understand and so when we talk about how the deer pants after the water that's how we long for God for the living God for the life of God for living water for for uh, that soul that area in your soul that thirsts after God and thirsts after goodness and righteousness and just wants to have your soul satisfied that's that's what it is it's a deep deep longing and almost to to kill you if it's not satisfied it means also to breathe after we said to pant after and in the greek uh it uh, there uh, the definition i found was to set your heart upon just set it 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 does it doesn't waver you set your heart upon to long for to covet to desire covet in a a positive sense you want to possess it you want it to be all yours you want it to belong to you and so it's a good thing to desire righteousness desire what's into to allow your heart to be filled with the desires of God the knowledge of God the word of God to hide it in your heart meditate on it to make it rich to make it real to make it come alive in you God's word comes alive in us through meditation not memorization meditation is a difference and so when we simply memorize something you, you know it's better than just leaving it there but there it, it meditation takes time and focus and it, it means that you're coming apart to God to really get understanding of things really get understanding of life get understanding of him get an understanding of your relationship with him and to him it encompasses uh, so many areas that that are are so important so meditation is very important where desires are concerned uh, because <clears throat> there's so many scriptures that tell us nothing we desire compares to God it's it's, it's incomparable uh, when we desire him and, and so it's good to step into that place where that becomes real to you and step into that place where uh, your focus is to make that real and you make it real through meditating you know sometimes you'll think you see a scripture and it'll it'll give you a happy feeling on the inside we should always park there you know just go right back sometimes we say whoa you know I got I'm gonna mark that and come back to it uh, but that's God talking to you right then and right there and I've done it so many times you know you try to get through so much scripture or you gotta with me I have a, a sermon to write or something like that or you know so you go through and your your mind lands on your eyes land on something that your heart starts to to leap for and usually we just say oh okay well that's good and we keep going but um, my thinking is that the meditation part of it needs to be right then and right there and, and let God show you because oftentimes we don't come back to that you know uh, the good parts the parts that we know are for us right then and right there and so when we f- you know focus our desire on God we'll 
be more inclined see that becomes more the goal of your reading rather than for me doing a sermon or to get a certain amount read today or to uh, spend your time with God you know we take it out of the meaning of why you're in the word see that's why you're in the word you're in the word to receive what God enlightens to you what he quickens to you and to hide that in your heart meditate on that because that's what you need that day you know that's what you need at that hour that's what you need period and so it can be a good thing to spend that time focusing and meditating on the Lord and and understanding how to uh, keep your continually keep your heart before God uh, pure keep it in sync with him his desires become your desires as you mirror yourself in the word of God and you 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 let go of everything that would hinder uh, the free flow of that righteousness between you and God you know you let go of your apprehension and fear and doubt and you know is this for me or you know just enjoy it you know that's the way I look at it even more now is just just enjoy your time with God I mean whether it seems to relate to anything you're doing right now or anything you think you need right now just enjoy that with him sometimes that's just a little something that he wants to share with you from his heart it doesn't have to fit into anything that you're going through or you know all the 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 you know kind of selfish things that we do we go into the word of course you want to get your needs met and he knows you want to get your needs met but right now maybe it's just about fellowshipping maybe there's something he wants to share with you for a change you know just to to uh you know just to share with you you know something that he wants to enlighten you on and and you know let your relationship take a different turn you know let it take a turn that that maybe it's never delved into before because you're able to spend that time so really righteous longings and righteous desires will be fed because God knows how much we need contact with him and we need uh, the impartation of his fruit and of his grace and of his understanding of things of his goodness his power we need all of that and so he has a plan to get that imparted to us and it's through righteous desires just wanting the right thing all the time what more of whatever God has for you you know just want that and it's just so wonderful to know that he's uh, taken you up as his child and and wants to share things I think about his his relationship with Abraham and how God decided one day that as a friend of Abraham he had to share certain things with him you know, says, should I hide this from him, seeing as though his future, I've told him his future, he says, maybe it's time for me to share something with him that you know what I'm saying. And, and that's, that's a righteous desire, the desire for God to share uh, those things with us, understanding uh, we have a great future in him and, and he's preparing us for greater things. He says, let me let him in on this. I think he's ready. 
for this right now. I think he's ready to know this. I think he's ready to understand this. So uh, it's good. You know, it's, it just gives you a good feeling to know God has plans for us. He has plans to share things. He has shared, uh, give us understanding. And there's more to this than what you've experienced, you know, and all this. It's just, it's just wonderful. It really is. So in Proverbs uh, 10, 24, I think that's the first place I want to go. Proverbs ten twenty four. So I decided to do the Amplified because it gives a better understanding. I think in this this run context ten twenty four. It says here her wrong page. The thing a wicked man fears shall come upon him, but the desire of the uncompromisingly righteous shall be granted. Okay. The righteousness that comes from God, no compromise. Now, there are all kinds of ways to interpret what God says, but we need to get his interpretation so that we can be uncompromisingly righteous. Compromise. And the Psalm one tells us, "Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly," and that means in your own mind. So we want God's answer. We want God's interpretation. We want God's understanding. I remember so well a <clears throat> um, uh, um, prophetess that came to minister to uh, Miriam Hellman. Who it was, and she talked about how many years she suffered uh, financially when she went started her ministry, and she said it was because um, God gave her a scripture to cover the ministry, and she said she read the first like it, she said it was a whole chapter. She re- she remembered that it was a whole chapter, and she said she got down the first three verses and got so excited she ran off with that, and never really meditated and got the rest of it. The rest of it was for the provision, and so she ran off with the work and the charge to do the work, but she never developed her faith for the provision. Which and she said after many years of struggling. She finally went back to the scripture. And that is so common folks. That is so common. That we only get the part that we want. Or the part that sounds good to us. And we don't get the rest of it. We don't get the. Sometimes it's the part. The conditions on our part. That we just assume we're doing everything right. And that's never true. That should always be something that you understand between you and God. What's right for you you in this situation what decision do you need to make what people do you need to consult that you know do you do you open your your door for uh, people to speak into your life in this do you not open the door for them to speak to your life in this this kind of thing you know and and all of those have to do with you putting God in charge of things righteous people trust God they trust the righteous one so a righteous desire would be for greater trust in God, greater understanding of of his plan for your life and, and greater uh, resolve to lay down everything that you think is important in this life and let God decide those things for you. It will shock you the things that God's interested in that we don't think he's interested in and we take for granted sometimes. So you can desire in such a way that it becomes a snare to you. 
You know, that's we're not talking about sinner wicked. We're talking about pe- people who uh, let their carnal man begin to dictate their desires and dictate their wants. People lust after things for selfish reasons. And so many times it's just a, a personal a selfishness that won't let you let go of certain things. Righteous desires are largely unselfish. They're largely unselfish. Yes, they will benefit you, but no, you don't covet them to enjoy them in a carnal way. You don't don't covet things to enjoy in a carnal way. You cannot mock God. He knows your heart. He reads and he knows, and so he knows your heart and he will not shortchange you. And I think many times we go off on our own because we don't believe God cares about even this small thing you know we just don't believe he cares and so we'll we'll just drop God and go off on our own doing things that we probably have no business doing or or won't benefit us or takes years to turn around and come back and get the right way uh, simply because we we there's a, a glitch somewhere in our understanding of what God wants what he wants to do and therefore being uncompromisingly righteous if you're uncompromisingly righteous you trust God in all things all things when your life is going well you trust him when it's going not well you trust him you commit everything to him uh, because you you know that life is no good without him life is no good on the other side of obedience sometimes in our ignorance we can miss what God has for us and when that's revealed we need to repent and go back and get that straightened out and say God is there any way I can get back on the right road again (laughs) I'll take the first bus smoking to get myself back on there again and and that's what you do you know that's what you do so God wants to please us he wants us to have a pleasing life he created us to enjoy life the Bible when you look at the book of Genesis it says he had everything there everything every tree that was good for fruit everything that was there was not one thing that was missing in what God created for Adam and Eve for the man, the woman, you know, they were both in his mind from the beginning. He created a family and he provided everything that they needed and desired uh, in there. And that should have been a tip off to them that what God had provided, the devil couldn't top. You got me? See, this is what we need to know. What God provides, the devil can't top. So if it doesn't line up with God's spoken will, his written will, or his implied will for your life, it's not right and it's not for you. And so you have to let it go and move on. You know, God will help you to let things go and move on. I was thinking about that example with Abraham in the Bible when he had to let Ishmael go. And, you know, there was a... um, uh, that word that he used for when Abraham didn't want to let him go, uh, he said, uh, he, he said uh, the word that was used to describe how he felt was heartsick. And God said, no, you are not heartsick. In other words, I heal your heart. I heal your heart. See, I heal your heart. That's that's the translation of that that interaction between them. So whatever it is that God demands of you, how no matter how hard you think it is, He heals that. 
So he can make up for it. He can, if you trust him, you know, if you take him at his word, if you say, God, you told me you'd heal me, you told me you'd help me, you told me you'd fix this. And so God will do that for you. He will heal those places that are torn, broken, and wounded and, um, and hurtful and painful to you. In Proverbs 11.23 says the desire of the consistently righteous. So righteous people in their righteousness are uncompromising and they're consistent. This is for somebody who's consistent. Not somebody who just goes off on his own and then gets in trouble and comes back. You know, this is consistently righteous. And this is, means you have a covenant with God. And you walk in obedience to that covenant. He says the desire of the consistently righteous brings only good. It brings only good. But the expectation of the wicked brings wrath. Hmm? Their expectation of the wicked brings wrath. So even when when people think they're getting the right thing, they wind up getting the wrong thing. You know, the devil gets in there, he starts messing things up, he starts tearing things up, it starts falling apart, and and people sometimes look and say, "This is this is what I wanted in my life." You know, and look how it came. I always tell Christians this. I said, "Don't don't let your your waiting be waiting." Got me? There's a life to live while you're expecting good things. You're not waiting, you're expecting. There's a totally different uh different um tilt on that, you know. Um I think if you're expecting, time really isn't a big factor. You know, uh, I worked uh, in maternity nursing for a while. And expectant mothers expect and there's a patience there. You don't have women coming up every five minutes saying, can I have this baby now? I'm tired of it. You understand? You understand? I mean, it gets to that point after a while, but you don't have that. Because they're expecting. And they have a sense when the expectation will be fulfilled. And most of them have a warning that comes up if it looks like they're going to deliver beyond before the expectation date. Somehow we don't get that for other things, you know, but we should. It, it's the same process. See, this whatever you're expecting from God is something that's in your heart and God is working on it and developing it and you're expecting it. When you when you trust the one who promised, you will expect and you won't be impatient about it. You'll expect and you'll know that it's good and when it comes it'll be a blessing in your life. It'll fit into your life properly. It'll be the right time, the right uh, place, the right everything will be right about it. But if you're a person who just wants, 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 crave, 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 can't, you know the difference. There's a craving and a a demanding and that's always going to mess up the the demand fleshly demand will mess you up you know you just can't push you know yeah you can't push uh beyond where it's where it's uh ready to be birthed you know it has to be developed fully god has to he wants you to be pleased delighted happy and satisfied i can remember when uh we were kids and, and my parents would, you know, on Christmas when they would have the 
toys and stuff. They they wanted to see you open it up. You know, they watched you, and their you know their faces would light up if yours lit up. And God was like is like that with us. When He can present things to us that that righteousness that that ordains us to and commands us to receive the best from God uh, his face lights up when ours light up you know when we are excited about what he's going to do and we just can't wait for him to do uh, what he's going to do and, and we know it's it's imminent you know and it's just a good place to be in it, it's a really good place to be in sometimes you can get that way about things that God's promised for for the move of God if you're a minister you just look forward to see God you're going to pour out and this going to be so great and this is what I've been looking for and it's going to be glorious and oh my goodness you know and, and that and that delights him and we delight for the things he has ordained for us these are ordered and they must come and so he must have a people who are excited who are expectant uncompromisingly expectant about it who don't have negative things to say about it and you want to want to include everybody that's possible to include in it and that's that's what he delights in that that's his heart he wants to include everybody and what his and his outpour and 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 the good things that he has planned for the earth so that that pleases god tremendously so when we are consistently righteous uh, we can the expectation is is only good it's it's all good you got me it's all good you can just walk through if the devil raises up and tries to give problems no uh uh-uh, devil this is all good God's going to work this out for us it's going to be right and it's going to be glorious and God's going to have his way and we're going to have a wonderful time in the Lord it's going to work out fine it's going to be peaceful and, and gracious and kind and, and everything that people want it to be so when we are consistently righteous that means we sow to the spirit and not the flesh we need to know uh, you need to know yourself in order to be consistently righteous this this in implies self-knowledge because you you have to will to sow to the spirit and not sow to the flesh and so when you will to sow to the spirit then you can do the right thing right things will happen you know when you are in right standing in god in your heart God will let you know. He'll give you peace. He'll give you confirmation. We sometimes pray and 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 when we get that sink in our hearts, you begin to feel like he feels about things. And he begins to um open up his understanding to us. We we, we you know when when righteousness really uh begins to uh take hold in you consistently you begin to walk with God and you begin to to um, understand how God feels about things consistently you you got to, to have that consistent it means so much it just means so much as far as God is concerned that that we have no fear uh, that causes us to disconnect from him you know anything anything hidden that that would jeopardize that walking uh hand in hand with him and so it, it it's a good thing i i in in your your consistency in obeying him will be your reward you'll see that you know your faithfulness 
it just it seems like every prophecy that I've ever gotten from people uh, includes God saying because you've been faithful because you've been faithful and to me that's the highest reward that that's all I need to hear from God is is that because I endeavor to do it I do it on purpose it's not an accident it's not a, and it's like my reward God that is right I do feel like I walk with you and I do feel like I, I I'm I'm leaning on you and I'm, I'm you know not in everything and you know we got work to do you understand what I'm saying uh, we're all we're a work in progress but I don't use that as an excuse for not being obedient to God you know work in progress does not mean that you're not walking with God you know and endeavoring to walk with God but to me that's the greatest goal and the greatest compliment uh, to be said about a servant of God that they didn't quit and go off and do something else for fun and wreck everything and and and, you know you've come you're faithful and God this is the reward for faithfulness I remember I was (laughs) sitting in somebody's meeting I think it was uh, I know it was James uh, and Tanisha when they first started and uh, so I think Aubrey was was with me then so it's been quite a while ago they first started their church and so Pastor James uh, was saying he said yeah he said I'm he said I'm so glad Pastor Barb and her husband are here and but he just started talking he said he said I, I was praying about somebody who who would help me in the ministry and, and he said and he said I, I prayed about you and I said oh and I looked up you know because I was <laughs> I want the word. I want what you got to say to him sitting next to me. You know what I'm saying. Your mind wanders. <laughs> you always want to drag your husband to the altar. Guilty or innocent, just drag him up there for old time's sake. And so, uh, and he said, the Lord said, you can trust her because she walks with me. You know, and it was like I just shrank like that being melted all to the bottom of the floor. You know, because those things used. You don't, you want to ask God, but you don't. You know what I'm saying? You want to check yourself out and, you know, go beyond God and just give me a confirmation of peace or something like that. But it blessed me to hear that. And he didn't have to say it. You know what I'm saying? Because there are times when people, God will share things about people with you and you just don't say anything. But, you know, he didn't have to, but he did. And so that was a blessing to me. It was a confirmation to me that God was pleased with with the way I did things. And trust me, you'll need Him to tell you that, because there'll be so many people that let you know, you know, think you make you think God's not pleased. You know what I'm saying? Get a lot of criticism when you're in charge of things. So praise God. So anyway, He will He will uh, fulfill the desire of the righteous it will be and it will only bring good so we don't have to be afraid of wanting things in God you know and and letting him develop our hearts to where we desire what he desires see if you can desire spiritual things and not the world's good you're desiring higher things it takes effort to put down the carnal and elevate the spiritual because spiritual can't see you can perceive it to a degree it comes in the form of a sense of contentment security well-being confidence faith whatever you want to call it Uh, you can interpret it any way you want to but it's an intangible something but it's so valuable it's so highly valuable and highly regarded in the earth proverbs 12 
12. It says the wicked the d- desire the wealth or in the this one says booty b o o t y and that means the the uh, uh, stockpile or the wealth or the or the valuables of evil men the wicked desire the wealth of evil men but the root of the uncompromisingly righteous yields richer fruit the root of the uncompromisingly righteous yields richer fruitage so there's a sense here that you're anchored in God so you're anchored in the one who is righteousness not some kind of word that you hang on yourself you know I'm the righteousness of God we can all say that but you're rooted in God when you're righteous you're rooted in God you don't disconnect you don't dislodge you don't compromise with him and you don't cut off the root and pick up something else and so if if we are if the wicked wicked desire one another's wealth now there is a scripture that says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for us but you don't desire it in the sense that you covet what you see you got me you 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 and it's there's been so much unfortunate teaching because I can remember when God showed me that scripture to put it and we put it in our prayer manual and and he says just always remember that I have more than you need even to the fact that I have made you the heirs of everything the wealth of the earth you understand what I'm saying your heirs which means God distributes it you don't go claim it and try to pull it with some some you know prophecy or something like that God will take care of you the righteous understand that that's one of the first awarenesses that you'll have that righteousness will make you aware of God's continual care God's continual provision God's uh, lack of lack there's no lack in God there's no lack in anything but if your mind is not developed in that if your your mind is not fruitful in understanding the wealth of God and understanding the provision of God and understanding your your being entitled to it because of your covenant with him covenant entitlement not just blanket you can have anything there's a condition there the condition that you maintain obedience to God. You know, obedience can't be a bad word. It's not a four letter word. It's O B E D I. And nine letters. <laughs> huh? You know, people people get wacky. Because they want to negate their own input and effort into things that they desire and and just you know look at it as kind of a free ride kind of thing and it's never been that it's never entitled it's never intended to be that certain things God's holding us accountable to do for him down here and he's not going to just bless a people that do what they want to do and and claim righteousness and claim provision you know because of the word and so it's a it's a knowledge of of God it's a knowledge of your standing with him it's a knowledge of how your heart melds with his heart. They're, the two of them should be entwined. 
in in your life you know your heart and God's heart is one beat is one and so that's that's the uncompromisingly unwavering uh, consistently uh, righteous you know and your root will yield uh, richer fruit it's it's better fruit you can outdo any sinner any time in what you have just totally outdo them uh, and you see it in the world you'll see people who um, righteous people who are, are are selfless in serving God they're always appreciated I don't care if people hate them with one word and and you know admire them with another uh, there's there's going to be that they're always going to be that negative thing but the root of what they're what they're rooted in you yield so much greater fruit is you got to be rooted and grounded in love and rooted and grounded in obedience to God and, and wanting to please him above all all other righteousness will make you want to please God and and make you want to stay in the race for for God's approval not so much man's but God's approval and not even your own approval but God's approval you know sometimes we can do approve of ourselves to the point where we lose connection with God and so we we want to make sure that we get God's approval and rest in that once you know that he approves of you that should settle all it's an oath of confirmation folks is what he has there it should settle that internal argument that we have inside of us from time to time and so it it should settle that for you when when you know that you please him proverbs 8 verse 11 it says here for skillful and godly wisdom is better than rubies or pearls this is something righteousness will reveal to you and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it skillful and godly wisdom so uh, if you write a righteous desire would be a desire for wisdom righteous people want wisdom they want to walk in the ways of God wisdom really means walking in the ways of God walking in the knowledge uh, of of being pleasing to him and having peace with him and and walking side by side you know uh, keeping step with him I remember when I was uh, younger in the things of God uh, I think I remember uh, I shared with you the vision that the Lord gave me about uh, being on a beach he was we were on a beach walking side by side and every now and then I'll, I'll I'll get I'll just you know if I'm not in the best mood or you know something I'll reflect on that and I said Jesus I said am I walking with you still am I catching up I said please wait for me I'll catch up you know that kind of thing and and it just you just reflect back to those places where you connect with God where you it's all good and you have peace with with what he's what where you're at and but you know if you you are in a place where you think you falter you want to make sure that you get back to that place of of walking step and step with him and wisdom will help you to get there it's it's more valuable uh, than rubies or gold so you know the way that you you sometimes can evaluate and judge how you feel about uh, things are are you focused on the things that are important that God has provided for you that he wants to impart to you that he will impart freely to you I have a sense that wisdom 
is not always as sought after as it should be and I think as God wants us to make it. Um, and let me tell you why. If you read Proverbs in the uh, start, I think it's chapter 7 and 8, talk a great deal about wisdom and how wisdom cries hollering trying to flag us down hey come over here listen to me and wisdom is everywhere it's crying in the gates of the city it's crying over here it's hollering it's trying to flag people to hey come over here listen to me and so my sense is that righteous people understand the value of wisdom and go after it and seek after it people who are are faltering or compromising in righteousness will probably seek wisdom when they need something from God or they need something here need something there but it really is not something that's sought after all the time because the Bible continually reiterates to us even when you get over to the book of James it's almost like he has to convince you to ask God for wisdom he says he'll give it to you liberally he's here it is crying again come here listen to me it's for you I'm, don't be scared of me and he says he won't upbraid you for asking so it's not like he's going to scold you because you're not wise and so you see the the word of God constantly pouring to us to come to him and and get in his head get in his mind you understand what I'm saying we have the mind of Christ available to us start drawing from it because that's where the 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 wise that's where the wisdom is the stuff that will will guide you without fail you won't mess up when you follow God's wisdom and his wisdom plan so wisdom cries to us it's highly valuable it's more to be sought after than rubies or pearls the natural things that that are pretty to us and that we can be drawn off by and desire and all of that kind of stuff you know maybe rubies and pearls aren't your thing there are other valuable things on the earth that people desire you know we can go probably go through a list we've all got it you know what would you really like to have you could have anything you wanted to have oh you know what what would it be you know everything from a boat to a ferrari to a you know not summer diamonds diamonds <laughs> I want the summer summer right the summer are but uh, you know what I'm saying these things that, that um, we possess don't hold a candle to wisdom and we, we've got to get that inside of us embrace us embrace it as truth and and you know it takes some some meditating sorting out you know to get it in the right place where you desire the wisdom of God because it's and we must place a high value on it as as high a value as God places on it and so when when we have a desire for wisdom that's great that'll get filled he'll he'll give that to us with without impunity we won't won't be upbraided and won't be discouraged from asking for it we can have as much as we want of wisdom psalm 27 go back to the beginning psalm 27 starting in verse 4 it says one thing that I have asked of the Lord 
that I will seek, inquire for, and insistently require. So this is a strong desire. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life. To behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord. And to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent he will hide me. He will set me high upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. In his tent I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. I will sing, yes I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear O Lord when I cry aloud. Have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. You have said seek my face. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. Isn't that something? It's a vital need. That's a real strong desire. My heart says to you your face. Your presence Lord will I seek inquire for and require of necessity on the authority of your word. So here's a picture of a strong desire of a righteous person. Just just God in your presence. I just got to be there. I got to get in your face. I got to know you. I got to spend more time with you. I got to get as close as I can get, you know, and closer. And so this is something he wants to he wants to be in his presence. He said it's a vital need vital that means I'll die without it you know here's the drama queen and us coming out and it's a good thing because it's good to have a little drama if it's going to get you more of God you know just pour out to him and, and tell him how much you need him and him and only him sometimes we can think it's things or people we need you know oh if I could just get so and so and so and then God's you know you can feel the conviction of God come on God you know you're all that I need and you know you know if it's people you bring people to me if it's not people you're all I need you understand and and just understand that satisfaction in God but that's a godly godly person desiring a righteous desire so our relationship with God is a righteous desire not just when we have a perceived need but at all times to continually seek his face and to allow him to guide our affairs and let him do what he wants to do that he does so well Man, he will guide our affairs. We don't have to be concerned or worried about anything. But we want to let him be our continual guide. And Psalm 38. And verse 9. Says, Lord, all my desire is before you, and my sighing is not hidden from you. All my desire is before you. Boy, oh boy. That'll strip you, huh? <laughs> Better make sure everything checks out with you, huh? It, it's just true. All my desire is before you, and my sighing is not hidden from you. I mean, you know everything, God. Everything. It's all naked and open to you. So, 
and that should give us a good feeling you know oh boy I've been trying so hard to fix this myself I've been trying so hard to work this out myself and he knows what I need he knows exactly where I'm at he knows my limitations he knows what I I desire what I don't desire kind of thing so desires are not hidden from him in other words there's no shame in this righteousness game amen when you're when you're in in the presence of God and you you've relinquished all the burdens barriers hindrances fears you just let it all go and you embrace his righteousness and and step up before him and, and thank God for blessing you and thank God for the opportunity to be in his presence thank him for everything he's done for you keep that humbleness before God and that that presence I always think about when I, I think about relationship with God and I think about Mary and sitting at his feet and just wiping his feet with her tears you know it just I mean how could you not melt in the presence of the Lord you know I mean I think sometimes we think we're in his presence and we have an awareness of him uh, but there's a a awesomeness about God that sometimes is hidden from us because of our own awareness of other things you know we we just don't let everything go and just yield to that presence of him that causes us to want to humble ourselves and causes us to want to love him and to hush and be quiet in his presence all of that and so it's it's an awesome thing to to respond uh to God and in to the greatness that is God so praise God amen so what was that psalm 38 verse 9 praise God praise God so yeah in psalm 73 in verse 73 I think it's verse 25 how much time do I have Miss J. Lou? oh okay cool 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 73 verse 25 25 25 25 25 thank you very much <laughs> oh I know what I was thinking about Elvis there, there's a little baby on uh, on uh, Facebook I uh, know is another little thing, but people always post in these things. Some of them are cuter than others, but there's this little baby, and he's in his little baby seat, facing backwards. Which, of course, the dad's driving. You know, the mom would turn the kid around. But anyhow, I, maybe it's just for the camera. But they get a little sick sometimes. I get sick when I ride backwards, you know. But anyway, that's a whole different other story. But it's real cute. So the. Uh, the baby he gets in the car and they go daddy and he's just so cute he throws his arms he's just excited about being daddy in the car and daddy says what do you want to listen to and he says Elvis and this baby's like he's not even a year old so he he sings Elvis is singing uh um the yeah the glory glory hallelujah yeah right 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 battle hymn of the republic and so uh, the baby knows all the beats he goes bum 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 you know certain, <laughs> he just sings it with all of his might and I'm thinking to myself oh, that's pretty good so I could just see El- Elvis say thank you very much <laughs> it was just kind of nice <laughs> so it's cute but anyway it, it's real cute it's funny 
So anyway, but that's that's a whole different story. Where was I at? Psalm 73. I don't know why I thought about it then. 73, 25. I digress. <laughs> he says, whom do I have in heaven but you? Mm-hmm. And And I have no delight or desire on earth besides you. So the presence of God or the knowledge of God should overshadow any place that we inhabit in heaven or earth. I mean just God is heaven. You know heaven's not just a place but God will be the all all encompassing presence in heaven. And that's just so wonderful because you think to yourself well gee I don't have to wait till I get there. I can have his presence down here on earth as well. He says you I desire above all. Above all, heaven you are my desire, earth you are my desire, you're my desire nowhere, wherever I am. And I was listening to that Andre Crouch song, He Still Loves Me. That, that still moves me because when you think about it, those are, you know, minstrels have a way of expressing things that we know about ourselves to be true in the secret place, but we never say it. And so that's their gift, is to pull that, pull you into identification not judgment on those areas and sometimes it's so truthful and so honest it kind of takes you by surprise and before you know it you're witnessing repenting saying amen and say oh god you know i thank you for that it, it learned you know minstrels know how to touch everybody they, you know and they i kind of like the way they approach it because they do it in a uh, from the prophet's anointing you know that comes and they'll just keep hitting and hitting Hidden and hidden till everybody in the place <laughs> hears it and understands it and receives it, you know. So it's they know how to get through to people. That's that's what they're called for. But uh, I, I was listening to that. And there's such honesty there and such openness there about a life that's given over to God. And uh, I just am really touched when I think about, uh, and I know that, that Andre Crouch reflects his own life and experiences in that. Just like David did when he wrote the Psalms. You know, they, they, they understand how to express their own inner feelings and, and, you know, how God resolves those feelings. They're not just wrong feelings but they've been resolved by God's love and I I think uh, there was a probably it looks like there was a part a time in his life where he was severely depressed and he said that, that the devil tried to tell him to just kill himself and he said he didn't think he'd be around but you can see where that revelation of God's love took him to the end of life and to many more years and how that love can carry you and pick you up and give you life and sustain you and take you to the next place and and I think that's a righteous desire to have that revelation of God's love in spite of everything that's happened throughout your life your bottom line is he does love you you know that's I add up all my faults fears undone things rejections betrayals all of that and the sum of it is he still loves me and I've never ever let that separate me from the love of God or we can properly say God has never let that separate us from his love and so he will make you give you a strong awareness of that you know if you you know Psalm 145 
in verse 18 the Lord is near to all who call upon him so and all who call upon him sincerely and in truth he will fulfill the desires of those who reverently and worshipfully fear him he will also hear their cry and will save them so God has promises for those who he he will fulfill our desires but we have to be connected to him this that's the connection the righteousness is our connection to God that's our impartation from God and so if we hold on to that reverential fear and hold on to that connection he will hear our cry and he will save us and fulfill our desires the things that we long for he will let us allow us to anticipate and expect with patience and not just have a, a, a dry waiting you know it'll be a, an, a patient expectation if there's any such thing you know there is such thing as patient expectation and so we can have that before God and, and he will fulfill us so righteous desires are guaranteed to be fulfilled I mean there's no stopping that one you know, it's guaranteed to be fulfilled examine what your heart longs for before God just put it before God and, and wait before him until you get peace about it and and God will fill that longing the things that that uh, that we don't uh, you know he examine what we our heart longs for the things that don't leave you know those are oftentimes godly desires they're they're and I'm not talking about lust excitement and you know flash in the pan kind of stuff but the things that are there over a period of time they're rooted in you and they're they're uh good desires they're godly desires they're things that God has laid up for us you know and just check with him on those things find out is that in my future Lord and don't be afraid to ask him you know don't be afraid to ask and find out what he has for you that's part of righteousness is that reverential respect of God but not fearing because your expectation is always good in God he's already assured us it's good and so we just have to put it before him and say God is this what you have planned for me or wipe it off the table and say I don't have any plans just tell me what you got for me God. you know tell me what you got for me that's always a good prayer Proverbs 21 <coughs> 21 2121 he who earnestly seeks after and craves righteousness now there's a craving that word desire here is translated as crave Craves righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness. Right standing with God. Peace with God. You want to know that. You want to have that all at all times. That craves righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness. Will find life in addition to righteousness. And honor. God was showing me recently the honor that he places on his people. You know that he wants us he wants that for us he wants us to have that he doesn't want us to be people 
who are dishonored uh, down here on the earth and, and he will cause us to walk in his honor uh, that's something of his that he shares with us as well and so we will be given um, position we will stand before important people we will stand before and we will be heard by people in high places and in authority and and, and, and it's a good thing sometimes we're heard prophetically where our voices are heard in the spirit I've, I've heard people public officials get up and say exactly the same thing we say in our prayers and it's you know it's a tremendous blessing to see that God has honored what we speak and so you know you don't have to go and talk to him personally the spirit of God can once the righteous speak it it's for the earth it's for the earth and God captures that and he will put that word in the minds and the hearts of anybody he wants to put in there he'll do it he'll do it yep He'll do it. It's a good thing. He honors his people. He honors his people. I can remember when when uh, um, I'm trying to think of a recent example. It's it's been a while ago, I think. so it's usually sometimes it happens when I go to court or something like that, you know. But anyway, you speak to judicial devils too, I guess. But I'm thinking about the um, uh, Terry Shivo. Remember when she was, the parents were trying to take um, um, her feeding off of her, and and you know I was praying and the Lord said He said He said if they're going to He said they're everybody's trying to decide what to do, and He said He said wisdom is always to err on the side of life if you're going to make a mistake to err on the side of life, and so I I began to pray that and prophesy it, and pretty soon both the Bush brothers were saying it you know he said um, and Jeb Bush when he got a couple of stays to keep her fed and that kind of stuff and, and that began to be the guide for for those people in authority in that situation it, you know and it brought so many people to her aid and eventually they couldn't fight the power of the court system and that was something else that we found God had us actively praying for is for our courts to stop being legislators and start being interpreting the law again like they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do because it's it's out of whack now and so there are so many important things that we prophesy that are heard by principalities and powers and they are made to shut up telling people the wrong wisdom and they pick up God's voice and pick up God's wisdom and so it's very very important to do very important to do and and that's an honor God gives us we are to and the Bible says that that this uh, we execute the written judgments of God and this privilege have all of the saints of God you see so we're here to execute you know like like you know the what do you call them people sheriffs they serve warrants that's all they do and they they're not the people you appeal to for mercy because they'll serve the warrant it's not up to them to say you're guilty or not guilty they just serve the warrant and that's what our job is we're not to say people are right or wrong or whatever we just serve the warrants and, and execute written judgments I was uh, I always think about um, Mr. Tommy Lee Jones and Mr. Harrison Ford all in one movie oh my could it could it be any grander than that? But anyway, I, I thought about them uh, in that movie, The Fugitive. You know where 
Mr. Tommy Lee Jones, of course, had to apprehend. And I remember how they were standing in this um, uh, tunnel. It was a water waste tunnel. It was going over, um, it was a, what do you call it? power station like Niagara Falls or something like that but I don't think it was that big but anyway uh, it was a power station it was one of those spills that goes out into an open nothing you know from the water and and, um, I guess Tommy Lee Jones had slipped and his gun got away from him Mr. Harrison Ford picked it up and so he had the drops on him and and, uh, Harrison Ford is pleading with him he says I didn't kill my wife and he says I don't care (laughs) I'm just serving the warrant. I'm the guy who serves the warrant. And he held that his ground on that until finally he had to relent. But he still served the warrant. You know what I'm saying? But when there was evidence. And that's very rare that a sheriff would do that or change their mind about because that's not their job. That's not their business. Is determine guilt or innocence. Their business is just to take care of the written judgment. You know what's written and serve that on the one who's being apprehended. And that's their job. So it, it's interesting. But we're, we're not to. And see when you start trying to judge you compromise. You try to be wiser than God. And that's not allowed. Uh, sheriffs are not wiser than the law that hires them. They have to obey the law. And they've been given a job to do. And they're to do it no matter what it takes. Um, It's good to be relentless like they are. One of the things I liked about that movie was he kept pursuing the fugitive. Even though he was seeing evidence that this man may not have killed his wife. That didn't sway him. He finally got to the point where he arrested him and got him into custody. And so when they they found out this other guy confessed and so forth. That still has to be taken through the court system before it can be adjudicated that way in his favor. But uh, Tommy Lee Jones did relent a little bit. He had the cuffs on him until they got in the car. Once he got in the car he just took him off. And he says, uh, he says, I told you I didn't care. And he says, yeah, you did. And he said, well, I don't. And he said, nah, I'm messing with you. And, you know, they rode off. But that's, that's the adamant of the one who is serving. That's all we're here to do is execute written judgments against the devils that keep people bound against God's will. People don't believe belong to the devil. He never created nothing. He's a thief. And your words dislodge principalities and powers. I guarantee you that. Things are a lot better <laughs> when the body of Christ takes her, her rightful place to execute written judgments. So praise God. Alright so we did Proverbs twenty one twenty one. So when we crave righteousness there is a bonus added. That's honor. Amen. You get honor. Proverbs 6 and verse 9. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? Oh no, that won't do that. (laughs) I will have that what about the righteousness. Uh, Let me see. That's not it. Hold on, hold on. Ecclesiastes 6. Not Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Sorry about that. Any any sluggers in here? It's just not here. 
that wasn't addressed to you today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Proverbs 6, I mean, sorry, Ecclesiastes 6 and verse 9. Um, Better is the sight of the eyes, the enjoyment of what is available to one, than the cravings of wandering desire. Righteous desire does not waver and wander. It's fixed. Amen. It's fixed. You know, once you, or you're uncompromisingly righteous. It's fixed. It doesn't jump all over the place. You want this one day and you want this the next day and you want this and that. It just doesn't do that. So the the desire of the uncompromisingly righteous is fixed and does not wander. Song of Solomon 7.10 God's desire is always toward us. You must know that. You must know that. 7 verse 10. Let me read it to you. It's talking about the Shulamite girl. She proudly said, I am my beloved and his desire is toward me. God's desire is toward us. And his desire, the right thing for God to desire is us. And so he he wants to um, be our father, our leader, our guide. It's always toward us. Isaiah 26, I'll read this to you and this will be, so sum up everything hopefully. Isaiah 26, starting in verse 7, says the way of the consistently righteous, those living in moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship of their lives is level and straight you O Lord who are upright direct the right and make level the path of the uncompromisingly righteous so it's uh, uncompromisingly righteous people are led by God that's the important part of that your leading is of the Lord yes in the path of your judgments O Lord we wait expectantly for you that means we desire you. We wait expectantly. Our heartfelt desire is for your name and for the remembrance of you. My soul yearns for you, O Lord, in the night. Yes, my spirit within me seeks you earnestly. For only when your judgments are in the earth will the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. See, the righteousness teaches you that. It's only God who can make the changes that people march for and they protest for and all this is not going to happen until God is able to to put his spirit upon people. He says, my soul yearns for you and earnestly for only when your judgments are in the earth when the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. God's word has to be in the earth. That's why sinners always push it aside. It says, though favor is shown to the wicked, yet they do not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness they deal perversely and refuse to see the majesty of the Lord. And so only in the righteousness, righteous people desire to see God's word honored in the earth to see people live according to God's word and God's standards you know we don't 
we don't think it's funny or nice that people sin or they uh, uh, you know do things even though they seem to be having fun with what they're doing you know we have to watch our definition of fun righteous people are always being bombarded uh, by those who live in the world to adopt their their standards and their measures you know, God always told Israel to don't do what your neighbors do. You're a holy people. You're called out people. And, and, and little by little they got involved with people. They got involved with compromise. They start liking them. They start serving their gods. And that's that's when it's, it's really bad. Because then you walk away from your God. And so the pressure to be like the world can be great. Except that if you are uncompromisingly and consistently righteous. Then you will definitely. Um, have uh, advantage you'll have the desires met you'll have the cush life you have the easy life you have the prosperous life because you are finding your way in God he honors it amen father we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to hear your word and to embrace what you are teaching us about being uncompromisingly righteous all the things that pertain to life and to godliness are given to the upright in heart we thank you we honor we bless and praise you in Jesus name amen praise God if anybody needs prayer come on up I'll pray your